Hello and welcome back to Crushing Comics. This is the comic show from the Comic Crush. I am Matt Murdoch. With me is Electra. <laughs> or maybe not. We don't know. We're also known by our secret identities, Paul and Liz. Um, as I said, this is our comics review show. It's going to be a weird week this week because um, there was a lot of stuff out. I don't think everything kind of moved us. Um, we're trying to kind of surprise each other with what books we've read this week, just as an experiment. So I, I don't necessarily know what Liz has read, and Liz doesn't know what I've read. So uh, it will be um, interesting to see if we read any of the same books. Now, we did go for issue ones, as usual, or starts of story arcs. That was the only kind of criteria we followed. This is the way we might do it moving forward into 2022. Um so, you know, prepare yourself for that. Uh, Liz, how are you doing? Uh, very well. Another yeah. fine week in comics. It is a fine week in comics. You should just get a T-shirt that says that. It's a fine week in comics. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah, yeah, you excited by this week's releases? Uh, you know, there was some fun stuff. Um, there, you know, there were some, as you said, starts of story arcs. Um uh issue ones you know uh that you know i i had on my you know sort of list uh you know when i from when i saw them in previews and things like that so uh yeah uh, i think we'll have plenty to talk about uh how about yourself yeah i mean i i'm i always find i'm like i'm always excited the night before uh and first thing in the morning going up to get the comics like i i genuinely am um, which, at, 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 you know, approaching 50, I probably shouldn't be, but there you go. I, I, I just am. Um, I like, there, obviously, as we were talking about earlier, there are some weeks when you come away and you're like, ah, you know, it didn't really happen for me this week. Um, and I think that's fine. I think it is fine. fine. You know, every um, week isn't going to be, you know, uh, you know, the start of something that's going to blow your mind, but no, um, um oh, I've knocked my, my headphone out there. Sorry, uh, I won't be able to hear Lizzie's dulcet tones. Maybe it'll be a blessing in disguise. Be. We don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, not not every week is going to blow you away. Um, and also, I'm looking forward to some weeks because there, there hasn't there haven't been any uh, cheap weeks this month. <laughs> yeah, like, no, no. There's like, like you know, last week. absolute. Yeah, there's been like that spate of annuals for, you know, over the last two weeks. There's every DC book had an annual come out that was like six dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, I only bought and a then, couple. I only bought a couple. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, and I did really enjoy the ones I read, but still not easy on the wallet. Mm. And I, I love DC, but they, they do seem to have taken Marvel's position now of uh putting out the most expensive books whereas a couple of years back do you remember when marvel was like oh yeah it's an eight dollar book it's a ten dollar book um, and dc was 2.99 across the line you yeah know? <laughs> um, <laughs> not anymore and, <laughs> definitely not anymore but i think by and large the stuff you are getting at those price points is good um and then uh, today like this week actually it was a fairly cheap week this week so i i spent like i don't know 40 odd quid um, and I got a trade and a bunch of like four dollar books, uh, which is about three pounds sixty. What trades did you pick up? Uh, well, we are going to talk about it briefly. Ah, okay. Um, Rewild by by our pal Devin Grayson and uh, Yana Adamovic. If I, I hope I'm saying that right, Yana. Sorry. Um, I have been looking forward to this for a year and a half. Um, because it has unfortunately gone through a lot of delays. Um, and also I'll have some news regarding Devin Grayson uh, a bit later on uh, for the audience. Shall we get on with the, the comics? Let's do that. Mm. So, Liz, what was the first book you read this week? The first book I read this week was, uh, well, it was Batman 118. Uh, okay, now I, I didn't read Batman 118 in a turn up for the book. So uh, this is Joshua Williamson, am I right? That's right. Uh, so J James Tinian's um, run has finally come to an end. Um, he's been writing it for a good couple of years now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I hate to say it, but I, you know, I just uh, pretty early on into his run, uh, I sort of fell off. Um, you know, uh, no, no, uh, you know, sort of reflection on him 
as a writer. It just wasn't floating my boat. I do like a lot of his stuff. Um, mm. I think we've talked about some of it recently. Nice House on the Lake. Um, uh, the, you know, sort of uh, something is killing the children universe, like all that stuff, that horror stuff that he does, I think is great. Um, but his Batman run, I, you know, I, for various reasons, I just kind of uh, drifted off from it. Um, so, uh, you know, I was kind of ready. Okay. All right. This is a jumping on point. Why don't I check it out? Um, you know, Joshua Williamson is, a you know, by all accounts, his flash run is great. Um, you know, he's done lots of other stuff that people really just, love. I think he just did infinite frontier and he's, right. did, he's got the new one that's just come out, which is justice league incarnate, which is like the, the next stage in that story. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to shoot. Can I shoot you some questions about this? Uh, go on. So is this the storyline where Bruce is, has left Gotham? Uh, he does not. Or is that... to, oh, well, oh, yeah. So, yeah, basically, yes, that is mm. that is what's happening by the end of the book. Yes. Right. Um. So, you know, a little bit about what to expect I, from it. I yeah. Didn't. Yeah. Like I, 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 I kind of read a little bit of Skullbutt and the, the press and stuff. Yeah, it's uh. Sorry, I'm just actually uh, looking up uh, in the credits. Yeah, so um, uh, before I, you know, I, I, I should probably give credit to also um, Jorge Molina uh, on yeah. the art, which was really, Very really nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, yep, really, really like his stuff. Um, you know, so the book, you know, looks great. Um, and uh, it, to be, you know, to go back to Joshua Williamson, um, even though I, I hear tell that he's done all this great stuff, I haven't read a ton of his stuff. So, uh, so for me, it was like, yeah, oh, okay. okay, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, a, a way for me to kind of, you know, check him out as a writer as well. Um, and this was like a, a fun first issue. Um, uh, again, you know, it's like, you know, uh, bringing in, um, you know, some, some ideas left over from Tinian's run. Bruce still doesn't have any money. He's, you know, uh, he's, he's still, um, you know, operating, um without his you know all his fun toys and you know uh his wealth um so you know i like that concept mm. um you know i i kind of i'm sure it's been done you know more than once but uh and i know it's been done more than once mm. but it's uh it, you know it, it, it kind of you know it's a different um well i i think what was significant about bruce you know losing the money this time around was that the, the the Joker took control of his money and actually, I, I believe, legit took control of Wayne Enterprises. Um, obviously, it didn't last. But, uh, right. You know, so I guess that concept's good. We've got Lucius Fox ends up with control of the money, I believe. And also Dick inherits um, like a, you know, a yeah. mountain of money from Alfred. Um, because he's he now... Isn't he now like a multi-millionaire or a billionaire or something? Yeah, in, yeah, basically. Although he's using the money, you know, to uh, mm. set up like, you know, a charitable foundation under Alfred's name to, you know, sort um, of protect the less fortunate. Yeah. So it's, it, I guess it's all good, interesting stuff. It's all different. Um, yeah, you're kind of seeing Dick do that thing that, you know, people yeah. complain that Bruce should do. Which is just donate all his money to help the less fortunate. Uh, <laughs> I, I always find that fascinating. In uh, uh, yeah, it's it's an yeah. argument people love to have, you know. Yeah, I, I, and kind of entirely redundant when talking about fictional people because, like, if you if you're a long term follower of Batman, you know that usually a lot of the stories end with him setting up some sort of charity or foundation or something mm -hmm. that that you know discourages crime but there's still crime in gotham and hey i'm not being funny people <laughs> there has to be crime in gotham yeah i Otherwise, mean yeah well, are, are you no gonna Batman be reading book. yeah yeah exactly what are you gonna read about um but anyway i digress um some of the fun things that uh they play with in this uh issue is um the concept of batman inc um right so, you know, what brings Bruce out of the country is um, the fact that uh, a number of the, uh, you know, various members of Batman Inc. that, you know, we've become acquainted with 
through the years, but also more significantly through Grant Morrison's Batman Ink Run. Um, a lot of those characters basically become uh, accused of murder uh, and Bruce has to uh, hmm. leave the country to find out, you know, what's going on there. Right. Uh, so it was cool to see those characters pop up. Um, let me just check which ones so like, it was. Man of Bats. Man of Bats. Um, uh, El Gaucho. Batman of China. Uh, Dark Ranger and The Hood. Mm. Um, it, the Batman of China was introduced later, wasn't he? I believe he, he was in that um, new Superman run uh, where they had the, the, the Chinese Superman. Um, and then they introduced the Chinese Justice League. Um, right. Yeah, I think that's where he comes from. I could be wrong. If, if someone yeah. knows, please drop it in the comments below. Um, yeah, so, I mean, how, how did you find it as a book overall? Like, uh, oh, like, uh, yeah, about... just just real quick. You know, uh, it was yeah. it was a lot of fun. So, you know, uh, basically, you know, we, we get some nice moments between uh, Batman and Oracle are kind of, you know, they have a long conversation through the beginning of the book that kind of, you know, get some of the exposition out of the way. Dick pops up for a minute. Um, uh, and at the end... It's guaranteed he needs to buy from you. Uh, there you go, exactly. Well, no, it was a pleasant surprise, though. Second uh, Wang. Uh, it was great. Uh, you know, totally, uh, you know, made the book for me. Yeah. Um, but uh, what also made the book for me was... Um, uh, at the end, a character I did not expect to see appear shows up. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but yeah, it's a it's a DC villain that I like a lot. Uh, cool. So yeah, so like I recommend. Recommend. You can tell me who it is off air. Um, mm -hmm. Don't, don't uh, yeah. do it on air. Um, yeah. So I, I've got to say, one of the things that that stopped me from getting the rest of Tinian's run because I did get it initially. Like I think I was getting it every month. I was buying all like 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 the Matina variants, which I've since kind of got rid of. It was just that I kind of I, I'm past that point now where I need to buy every Batman comic. Um and also it was just like the trades will be available. I think I'll just get the trades. Although, you know, I couldn't have predicted the wild roller coaster of unavailability that that uh, books were going to go through in 2020 one and probably into 2022 as well um it'll always yeah. be there whenever you feel like getting around to it you'll 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 have the opportunity you know sure and I, I i don't know it just doesn't feel as essential for me anymore um although i'm more interested when they're they're, they're a completed run and you can go okay there's there's joshua williamson's mark on batman there is tinian's mark on batman and i think sometimes they're better in retrospect than they are monthly i mean grant morrison's run is a perfect example uh, of that. sure sure it was it, sometimes it was quite the difficult read um mm. you know I, uh, like week to week it was i mean not, I not mean, the batman and son but but once you got into r.i.p 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 was like it was just it was like bananas yeah you know. completely bananas um whereas you read it retrospectively and it's like a masterpiece oh um, you know yeah. Uh, and, and, but and to be clear, he was always writing a masterpiece. It's just that yeah. you know, I, right. I don't. You know, I'm not. It's sure a prime he's... example. It is a prime yeah. example of a book that, like, really, you know, uh, we or month to month rather, um, you know, you, you couldn't foresee what he was building until it was all built, basically. Mm. Um, but anyway, um, I I would say you know I, I enjoyed this. Uh, and I, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like jazzed. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe I'll be reading the, you know, ongoing Batman book for a while. I don't know. Yeah, um, cool. um, so how about you? What was the first thing you read this week? Well, I, I, I've got to say, I, I've actually read like quite a few books this week, uh, principally because I'm not sleeping at the moment. So I'm, I'm getting up at like four and 5am. Uh, and once I've had a cup of tea, I'm, I'm raring to go. I actually had the the almost unheralded, unknown pleasure today of going into a coffee shop and sitting in there having a coffee and actually reading through about three or four comics. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, joy. I don't get to really do anymore. It's it's you know. Um, but the thing I read that I absolutely adored was uh, One Star Squadron. Ah, uh, okay. Now, did you, I, uh, have, did you I have this. I have the beautiful Steve Hugh <gasps> variant. Yes, Isn't that okay. gorgeous? Like, so, I love that cover. 
I I don't think they had any copies left of the Steve Pugh variant. I, I really love that variant, though. It's um, so nice. And I actually forgot all about it. That's the weird thing, until you, you, you just pulled it up there. Because I th that was the first cover I saw for this yeah. book when they, they, they started talking about it a few months back. Um, but yeah, we didn't have any left at Gosh. So when I went in this the, the, ah. on Wednesday morning to get my comics, um, this was a bag of fun. Like I love I, it. I, I I might talk about this a bit more in an article on on the Crush, but Mark Russell has is carving out this weird little niche for himself, where he takes defunct characters. I mean, obviously, a lot of writers their thing is. Hey, I'm going to take a defunct character and totally reinvent for you. Right. But what Mark Russell seems to be doing is reinventing downwards, which I I think is a real kind of. I mean, they're, they're, a lot of them are, in retrospect, slightly naff characters anyway. Um, although Red Tornado had his big moment a few years back in uh brad Meltzer's justice league that's right right and and yeah. the, the big major first arc of Je that book was red tornado here we have him as like the poor man's vision um desperately kind of searching for huma humanity whilst managing this bureaucratic i mean what are they are they a talent agency or are they it's a, sort a, of a like a talent line? agency yeah, <laughs> yeah like it's it's sort of you know yeah rent a superhero um yeah. you know that's, that's um, basically the premise um you know it's all these like kind of c and d list um you know uh heroes that heckler. you know uh, the heckler the minuteman um uh, gi robot um all these characters that you know even dc readers like a lot of them will struggle to recall you know but uh but they have been around but you, you also have power girl right who's the Who, notable exception yeah. uh to the rules like what's she doing there even though um, she, you know Power Girl, she she kind of goes in and out of fashion in terms of like you know her popularity, but uh, you know she stands out here as like oh, okay, that's Power Girl. What's she doing there? And they I even mean, address that in this first issue. Yeah, and and also I, I think the thing with Power Girl because of the look of Power Girl, it, it becomes a difficult sell in twenty twenty one. Um. And I remember being in, <laughs> in uh, uh, Orbital, being behind the till, and a young woman came up with her parents. Uh, and I mean, like, I guess she, I guess she must have been a teenager. Um, and she she was there was like a Power Girl figure or book just behind me on the till. That we were kind of displaying. And I know what cover she, you're talking about. Yeah, I know. And she I, I really bet I know what did not. Yeah, she really did not like it. Yeah, there's a comic. Yeah, I can't like, remember what cover. And, like, I, I know exactly. So it's it's the one where she's like lying back, and you just see the boobs. Like, <laughs> you know, it's sort of it was, from this vantage point. That's and very disrespectfully. It was probably an Adam Hughes cover. It probably uh, was. It probably and, was. But and you know, um, I. Yeah, that outfit is pure cheesecake. And it's like, and, but people, people, there's like great outcry anytime they get rid of the boob window, you know, um, like of her costume, because it has happened. And, yeah. uh, and fans do not like it, you know. Um, I, 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 you know, it's tough to make arguments for and against, I think. Um, but anyway, look, power right, girls. Right. <laughs> so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wade into. We that won't get into it. Yeah. Um, I, I think I did make an argument, not necessarily for, but I did say, but hey, look, the the costume is not the character, and this, this, and this about the character. You know, I did try and say to this kid, you know, you know, be reassured, she is a really good character. Yeah. It's just, you know, she's always been done this way. Um. So yeah, D DNC and Z list superheroes. Uh, you can see Red Tornado trying to um, kind of talk down one of his uh, uh, <laughs> useless charges. Uh, the um, Minute Man, yeah, that was very funny. Like uh, you know, who has a tantrum basically? You but, know, uh, the, the thing I like about it is it talks about you know Red Tornado trying to discover his humanity, but you, you realise that kind of he's already past that. He's you know, there's that great scene with Superman in the beginning where he's, he's kind of, you know, I'm still learning to be human. 
Um, and of course, he's now come out the other end of that, where he's doing the most human thing possible. He's bored and he's trying to help unfulfilled, people. Unfulfilled. Uh, and he's having to deal with mundanity. Um, which is the the one thing I always find great in in superhero stuff is is when superheroes have to deal with mundanity and have to deal with bureaucracy and have to deal with uh, the stupid freaking rules that we all have to put up with. Um, right, yeah, things like Yelp reviews, like you know, yeah. like uh, Minute <laughs> Man. He's like, well, you got to bring up your star rating. Go do a couple of mall appearances, yeah. you know. I, I, and and that's the kind of level they're at. I do it did really thrill to also see. Uh, gangbuster now i think there have been two gangbusters one of which spoiler for a, a comic that's over 30 years old um is actually superman having a nervous breakdown um so it's interesting to see gangbuster if you go back and look at the superman exile storyline superman has a nervous breakdown and uh goes out in the streets at night in metropolis as gangbuster um <laughs> Okay, so, I did not know this. So okay, this well, of, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a big, so. it's one of the things that leads him to exile himself off to space. He, he has this kind of not nervous breakdown. He starts basically, he's not sleeping. Uh, I'm also not sleeping, but I am not going out at night as Gangbuster, I promise you. Um, and he, yeah, and and you know, he <laughs> it's one of the things that causes him to fling himself off in space. The exile storyline, if you can get it in the omnibus. It's awesome. It's one set of comics that I always kind of buy, sell off, buy again, reread okay. every few years. I kind of like, ah, oh, I kind of I love should it, grab that because, like, I don't read enough Superman really. Like, mm. I did, you know, like every once in a while, I will, like, you know, find something that, you know, that is like the Superman it's story from me. But, um, you know, by and large, I, you know, I'm not like a Superman reader per se. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, but, but like I, I like when people point out good storylines for me that I, you know, that I might not have even. Yeah, I mean, it's a really know. good late eighties, early nineties. So, speaking of late eighties, early nineties stuff, <clears throat> obviously the the thing you've got to get into this is is the the JLI and that that kind of era. That because kind that's of vibe, really yeah. yeah, and and also if if you've read mark russell's work on snagopus exit stage left which i understand is is something of a modern masterpiece he's and i've never read it i i, I mean to read it and me i also neither, mean yeah. to read his uh flintstones run is supposed to be excellent yeah um, I, he's very that... good at like you know sort of uh like political commentary and like you know, kind of um uh observation you know sort of uh of, yeah. of like you know kind of uh the parallels between these characters you know that seem absurd and like you know us our sure. society you know uh which and, is and what is going on here like uh uh sorry carry on sorry i just wanted to say quickly before i forget the thing that really got me was um his wonder twins run which i i, I think is superb and I never great, read Wonder Twins. Oh, I, I have heard well good things, yeah. Into, yeah. And again, it's it's these kind of minor superheroes, and he retards them and reuses them. And guess what? They're totally inane and totally kind of uh, superficial, but it's still good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I mean, and, I, and I wanted I, to mention too. Uh, this is uh, One Star Squadron is obviously a play on um, the All Star, Star Squadron. Squadron. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think in the comics, and I do, you know, correct oh, me if sorry. I'm wrong, um, because I haven't actually read the stuff. Um, but uh, the idea was that it was like, you know, the president drafting superheroes, um, you know, to, to, you know, sort of volunteer basically, and, uh, you know, and offer up their services kind of, uh, you know, mm. so it's like, you know, I, they, there's the famous cover with like an Uncle Sam saying like, you know, America wants you to, you know, be a superhero whatever mm. um, um yeah and whereas uh, here it's like oh they're they're sort of you know um it, they're doing it for hire they're you know yeah uh, it's it's corporate you know rather than mm. patriotic or you know i i think tonally you are looking at stuff like the jli except with the difference there is that they those guys were real kind of a to b listers and, and really the comedy relief was provided by booster gold and guy gardner and and blue beetle um here everyone's an idiot 
<laughs> yeah, except for except for Red Tornado and Power Girl, who you <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, well, pa- Power Girl, especially by the end, we 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 see something very uh, interesting there, which I don't want to give away. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Mark Russell, obviously writer on this. Steve Lieber, the artist, who did a fantastic job on uh, Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Well, I also want to mention, back. yeah, I also want to mention Steve Lieber in terms of um, a book weirdly similar to this. Um, now, uh, Steve Lieber uh, has, you know, done multiple collaborations with the also very funny and satirical Nick Spencer. Yes, um, and I know what book you're going to go for. <laughs> Superior Foes, Superior Foes of Spider-Man, yeah. um, which is also kind of a, a bunch of like C, D list villains in this case, mm. um, who, you know, uh, form a team and it's all about the mundanity of like, you know, just kind of like, oh, well, you know, it, it's it's lots of them sitting around, um, you know, uh, kind of, you know, the in, in between periods, uh, you know. Uh, of of you know fighting crime and or you're not more causing crime really um but uh he, he steve lieber has a great sense for comedy mm. um you know he did the fix with nick spencer as well which was also very funny um he you know he's just that kind of storyteller yeah um like here you know i mean there were moments where i like actually laughed like you know when uh gi robot no, is at like a, a little kid's birthday party talking about his kill count um <laughs> you know I, like I like again funny. this was a this was I, I got stairs yesterday because actually I, I mean I was saying the rare chance to sit and have coffee and read comics I did actually do that yesterday as well um but I also managed to sit and pump out an article while I was doing it um so y- yesterday I, I was killing time waiting to meet a friend and uh like I had a ton of time because I went up really early in the morning and um uh I, I sat there and I I was just howling with laughter in a co- in a coffee shop reading a comic and people stared and it was a bit embarrassing. <laughs> well, say, I mean, it was funny. It was go. honestly funny. And it's like that, you know, I like I don't go out of my way necessarily for comedy books, uh, but you know, this is uh it's genuinely funny. Yeah, I mean and I, very I, clever. I like them in a certain context. I like gen- genuinely. I think Mark Russell is a master at getting, as you said, yeah, getting stuff in there. And making you laugh. Yeah. Um, I believe Mark Russell did Second Coming as well, which I've yeah. I start I keep starting to read, but something always interrupts me, and I need to to, to kind of go back and finish that first book. Um, Dave Stewart is, does colours on this. Uh, Dave Sharp doing the letters, all doing a great job. Uh, Dave Stewart is never not one of the best colourists in in the world. Um, um, I, I I like this. I like the pathos. Uh, yeah, I think this um, was my book of the week, honestly. Yeah. Me um, me um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go into this a bit more in depth, probably in a, in an article on the on the on the website. If you want to check that out a bit later, guys, as soon as I've got time to finish writing. <laughs> uh, Liz, what else? What else did you go for this week? Uh, I so um. The other book that I picked up this week uh, that I, I, you know, I don't know if you did, but um, it it's a topical book, um, Marvel event book, Devil's Reign. Um, this has been, you know, they've been building up to this for a little while. Um, now, funnily enough, I haven't been reading the stuff that leads up to it. I haven't been reading right. uh, Chips Zdarsky's Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, since really early in his run, I, you know, I, I will go back and read it eventually because, you know, uh, by all accounts, it's very good. I love a good Daredevil run. Um, in fact, I Can have I... Uh, just started rewatching uh, the Daredevil series. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so I, I think I'm going to watch season one in preparation for, uh, for well, uh, an appearance that, uh, you know, May or may not uh, I, take place in one of yeah, the upcoming I, films. I, I don't know if I have the patience to wait through those again because I I always think there are at least one or two dead episodes in in those series, and I I just I'm, I I mean you, too, like, no like, you know I I love season one. I think it's like rock solid. I think it's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. But uh, but anyway, we're you know uh, long story short, you know uh. I was in the Daredevil mood anyway, so I was like, all right, I will pick up Devil's Reign. People will be asking me about it in the comic shop. Yeah. Um, so uh, so I read it, and, um, you know, even though, obviously, I haven't been following the current chronology, it's it's easy enough to just kind of get caught up. What it really is, uh, seemingly, is kind of like, you know, there's a little bit of uh, 
Civil War vibe to it because um, Wilson Fisk, as the kingpin, um, basically puts a ban on superheroes. He makes it yeah, now you the, know, this, illegal activity. Yeah, this is something he's been trying to do for a while, I think, in the Daredevil book because uh, he becomes mayor of New York. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in the few chapters of Zarsky's Daredevil book that I've read, that that is going on. Um, right. <laughs> so it is something they've been building up to. Uh, I didn't pick this up simply because uh, Marvel event, and I never buy Marvel events as a single issue. Yeah, sure. Um, just because, I mean, I can't remember what the event was that was... <laughs> Like they did an article on some website where they went, yeah, if you buy every book in this event, you're looking at a hundred and like seventy dollars or something insane. And it was just yeah. like, no. Uh, no, I much prefer the Panini reprints of Marvel event books. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I picked this up out of you know just kind of like, well, you know, I kind of feel like dipping back into uh, sure. a little bit of Daredevil, um, and. Also, you know, it's a, it is a crossover, you know, and it, you know, it does kind of remind me of Civil War in that way. Like, you know, obviously there's no kind of big opposing forces at, you know, at play, uh, like, you know, like in Civil War, but you do have all the superheroes being, you know, sort of uh, rounded up and arrested and, you know, um, and, and then a bunch of them are, you know, kind of on the run, you know, uh, sort of fleeing the law and you know so it's it, it you know it reminded me of civil war in that way um and uh you know it's got a good little cast of of characters that we you know appear to be following you know you've got iron man um reed and sue richards uh spider-man both spider-mans um jessica jones and luke cage uh so you know they're all kind of featuring and mm. um Captain America uh, and and a version of the Thunderbolts as well, led by John okay. Walker. Wow! So, um, who are kind of acting on the side of the like police, you know, under Fisk mm. and helping round up the you know sort of other heroes. That's, okay. Um, I mean, again, I, I I'd, I'd like to read it, but just not week to week. I think. Yeah. Um. I mean, for me, it was also a way to kind of catch up on what's going on with Daredevil because, like, you yeah. know, I haven't read it in, like, two years or something. And, uh, you know, it's, like, kind of sums up everything you need to know. Right. Um, yeah, nicely. I mean, um, I, I think it's, like, it's been a good book under Zarsky, what I've read. Um, and I, I, I'm, I, I think, again, it's, it's one of those things where when it goes into, like, thicker trades that have you know two volumes per trade rather than mm. just you know six <clears throat> issues um I, it's certainly something i'd like to get and, yeah and yeah. marco cicetto is a great artist i love his stuff like you know um you know he, he uh, i think he's been on this book for a while i think he's been on yeah. Daredevil for a yeah. while and uh yeah That's possibly yeah possibly through zanarski's whole run i can't actually recall mm. but um i but will yeah. try and if, if i remember sorry let's yeah. go on I'm oh, I, his stuff is great. Uh, what mm. were you going to say? Uh, if I remember, I will try and put in the links below the the review we did of uh, a review I did rather of uh, volume three of this series. Um, so uh, yeah, because I, I did that way way back, and uh, uh, it's probably worth revisiting. Um, yeah, I mean, do, do you think you're going to get the whole thing? Do, will you get all the interlinking books, or are you just oh, going to no, stick no, no, with no, the no. main? Like, no? I, I, no, I never get all the interlinking books. Uh, that's you know, mm. that's just not something I do. Um, you know, it's uh, I I like to read the main story, and then like, if I end up reading other stuff, like you know, if I really like the event and I want to go back and read the other stuff, then I will concern myself with that. But I only read, you know, I I I think the main book is always enough. I don't think, you know, anybody should feel beholden to pick up every, you know, book that crosses over. Um, you know, so I, no, I won't be. However, I probably will, like, follow the main story and, uh, you know, uh, even if even if I only read a couple of issues and then decide to read, to read the rest in trade, I might do that, you know. Uh, it really depends. Mm. But I liked it as a first issue, you know. Uh, it, totally, you know solid first issue um that got me interested 
Um, and I suspect if you're reading the Daredevil book, you have been reading the Daredevil book, you know, um, you know, it, it's even more exciting. Yeah. Um, I mean, events really frustrate me. I think there's way too many, but obviously they make money for the publishers. So I, I understand why they do them. I, I kind of wish they'd have the fortitude to try a year or two without them. But unfortunately, like variants, like they want to sell variants. comics, you know? They yeah, yeah. Sell I, and I think you can, but just, you know, maybe uh, let some more experimental writers get on those books and do some interesting stuff. And, you know, because as we learn in comics, you can always walk it back. Sure. Um, and, you know, comics, free, co comic, comics as an art form is the master of walking it back, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and undoing and, you know. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Devil's Reign, you know, worth, yes. worth checking out. Um, sure. can you just give us a rundown of, of who's, who's on that book? Uh, oh, um, okay. Well, it's, uh, Chip Zdarsky, obviously mm. writing, um, you know, he's been writing Daredevil for ages. Let me find my credits page. Um, Marco Cicero on the art, as, as we mentioned, um, mm -hmm. and let me just see who else we got. Uh, we got, uh, Color artist uh, Marcio Menez, uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, I might not be. Uh, and Clayton Coyle, Kate Clayton Cowles on letters. Ah, uh, Clayton always does a great job. Yeah, for letters. sure. Yeah. Um, as they all do. Like I'm not. Yeah. Uh, no favorites. No favorites. Um, so I, I just want to give a quick mention before we dive into the last sort of chunk of the show. I, I do want to give a quick mention to this because uh, this is Rewild um, by. Devin Grayson and Yana Adamovic. Um, it's from Burger Books. The letters are by Sal Cipriano. Um, the reason I want to mention this is uh, both of us are huge, huge Devin Grayson fans. Um, yeah. In in my opinion, and, and maybe yours too, Liz, you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Devin Grayson should have been running the Bat Universe back in the early 2000s. Like, I, I genuinely think she should have been, like, Top the architect yeah universe. for sure yeah i love and, um the work that she did through those like you know the kind of early 2000s um she she did like incredible work on on you know a bunch of different bat books um yeah she did my favorite nightwing run um yeah. which you know is uh is just excellent um never ever collected um for whatever reason they they really have not um, well, isn't collected it, 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 it in trade like they They've done it in like haven't they done it in like the thin trades? Don't, well, don't you have those? Like no, the, like they did a couple of those, but uh, but right. actually most of it I I don't think exists in trade form. You have to get the singles, um, but right. you usually can find them. Like you know, and so I I went through my boxes of Nightwing stuff and 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 you know various other Catwoman bits because because Devon's Catwoman Catwoman Titans, I. I took out everything I had and I had a lot less than I thought I did. I was really annoyed. <laughs> I have a, I, I think I have, I mean, you know. Yeah, I, you've I, got a bigger. Most, most of yeah. her uh, DC work. Um, I, I mean, I certainly have the Gotham Knight stuff, which is a masterpiece. Oh, uh, uh, like that is incredible. Yeah. And the fact uh, that they um, haven't brought that back in trade is. Uh, is well, actually, they, they have. Um, in, in fact, that's how I, I kind of started. So. Uh, I should say first, we're going to come back, okay. circle back to this in just a second. So, uh, I was having a conversation with someone on Twitter. When I, we're going to have an interview with Devin Grayson, is what I'm trying to get to. Sorry. <laughs> but there is going to be an interview with Devin Grayson. It won't be a video interview, though. Uh, just for various technical reasons and timing issues, we, we can't get together to do a, a video interview. Um, you know, Dev Devin is really, really, really busy at the moment, and and, you know, we, we just can't get it together before Christmas. Um, it has been a sort of roller coaster year and a half of, of every now and then De Devin or myself will jump on the other's DMs and we'll start talking about doing an interview. Um, uh, it's been lovely chatting to her um, because she is one of my heroes in comics. Me too. Genuinely. Me too. Like I, massively. I know, I know you, yeah. Um, so, unfortunately... It is an email interview, but that's fine. It, um, you are hopefully going to get an in-depth interview in the next week or so, or next couple of weeks. We, we're, we're about to sort of start sending off the questions to her once, as soon as I finish reading this book. She did send us digital copies, but I wanted to buy and support this book. Um, 
and I'm, I'm going to read the, the physical in the next couple of days. Um, so the reason I got talking to Devon was because I was telling someone, I think, um, uh, oh God, why is his name gone? He's, he's such a good pal. <laughs> um, and it's driving me mad. Why is it gone? Um, who, who were you talking to? Like, uh, um, it, I can't believe it. It's actually gone, but he's actually a really good friend of mine. We've worked together a bunch, and I can't remember okay. his name. Uh, from Comic Con, <laughs> you remember? Oh, uh, Liam or yeah, Liam. Sorry, I thought it was nice. I've got such a bad oh, memory. God. I'm so tired, guys. Sorry. So yeah, Liam was talking about Batman runs, I think, and I jumped on and went, "Hey, if you can get it." go get Devin Grayson stuff on Gotham Knights because that's, you know, that's a masterpiece. And uh, she actually did something I, I never thought I'd really see with the character and, and I loved it. And, um, but it's sadly, hey, it's not collected and they don't seem to ever bring it out in trade. And Devin jumped on and went, oh, actually, no, it, it's out. It's coming out. <gasps> um, and it, in fact, it has been out for quite a while. So the first 24 issues of her run are collected in trade at the moment. Unbelievable. Uh, see, I'm, I'm sure this happened in my like weird year and a half yeah, of sure. not working in a comic shop. Well, oh, um, I missed it, you know. So right. Wow. Wow. I okay. Um, well, I, I really hope it's still available because I I have all the single issues. Yeah, they love should to have be, it in trade as well. They should be easily available. Um, so it's called one is called Transference, which I think is the first one. I can't remember what the second one's called. Um. But it contains, yeah, 24 issues of, of her run. And I, I think one or two of those might be a guest writer. Uh, but that, for me, is the, the Devin Grayson masterpiece. Um, but I, 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 this book is about a... It, it's set in the sort of now. And it's about a, a giant sort of mega complex about to be built on public land, like on, on what was once you know, green and verdant land. And what happens is a sort of emissary from the land of Fae turns up and, you know, she's a magical creature. She's a changeling. And she makes a demand, which is don't put this thing up, build a park instead, or the fairy people are going to wage war on you. Um, so it's kind of, it's got an ecological issue to it. Uh, it's been really great so far. I'm, I'm going to get through it as quick as not, you know, like I want to rush it, but I, I want to talk to Devin about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't, you know, really give voice to how much her comics mean to me. They, they mean a staggering amount, and, and I know to you as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I really hope that, when we actually get to sit down and talk about this book and review it and properly and stuff, we can really kind of do it justice. Um, but it's great to see her doing more stuff. I hope one day she goes back and gets to do more bat stuff. I would um, give my left arm, like, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, like, you know, that would be the dream is, uh, is for her to be back in, uh, yeah. in the bat, you know, sort of, uh, sort of corner of the DC universe. Um, so, you know, uh, perhaps uh, when we get to interview her, maybe, you know, we, we may glean some insight into that uh, yeah. or maybe not so either way. We, but. We've got to try and get the, some of the questions off this week. Um, you know, she's very kindly agreed to, to give us some time to, to kind of answer those questions and, and come back to us. Um, but in talking to her over the last few months, you know, it's just been like a dream come true for me. Um, so yeah, I, I've been uh, uh, gushing with with sort of uh, praise uh, uh, of Devin's work, <laughs> and uh, I, I know you feel the same way. So just quickly, we, we do have to mention something very sad that's that's come out of the comics world this week, um, which is uh, George Perez has made an announcement um, that he has pancreatic cancer, stage three pancreatic cancer, and he is he's only got six months left to live. Uh, this is absolutely, you know, freaking heart wrenching, really and, heartbreaking. Um, yeah, so sad. Like, uh, you know, we we had the uh, good fortune to uh, to meet him once in the shop, and he um, was a lot of fun. He he, he was, was. he was lovely. Guy. Um, and, and the thing is, it's like. When he walked, I remember when he walked in, 
I think you were down the other end of the shop and I was kind of at the front and I kind of like, shit, that's George Perez. I know that's George Perez. Um, and I was very coy about it because it's like, I don't want to lose it in front of, you know, right. George Perez. And I kind of just went, oh, hi, how are you? And blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And, and da, 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 da. Um, and there, there was somehow we got onto the conversation about art and doing art and I kind of just went oh you, you're, you're a comic artist yourself and it's just like I know you are I'm not I'm, yeah yeah <laughs> like it's I'm, I'm sure he knew uh, you knew who he was too probably yeah. uh and his wife kind of teased us a little bit she went you didn't know he was when he came in it's like yeah I knew he was I'm just really shy <laughs> <laughs> but he took a picture with us he talked to us for a little bit he signed some books he, he just a lovely lovely guy and really yeah he, he retired a couple of years back from from comics well he's, um, I think he's had problems with his eyes you know yeah uh, his eyesight uh and you now know. you know this this terrible bit of news um it's really going. Uh, it is really my, my going. Heart I mean, goes out to his wife and, and, and children, and, and you know, there's there's nothing you can say that's going to comfort them, really, in this in this situation. The outpouring of love for his work on the last few days on sort of social media has been staggering, and and it just goes to show. I mean, for my part on the comic crush, I did mention you know Crisis on Infinite Earths, which. I read very late in the day, you know, I only read a few years ago, but it, it, it seeing his illustrations and how definitively he drew the characters and you instantly kind of then start to learn who those characters are. And it taught me so much, you know, in terms of, of who these people, these ca characters that you previously didn't know were. And I mean, his, his style and, is so iconic and, and yeah. so many uh, modern creators, uh, you know, really owe him a debt. Um, in terms of influence, and and all of them are coming out and saying so. You know, yeah. all, you know, all, as you said, there's just a huge outpouring from creators saying, you know, George Perez was my, you know, inspiration and my, you know, sort of idol, and and you so, know, so so much of my work is based on, yeah. you know, his work. And one and of the things that, sorry, sorry, Liz, uh, just his, he's massively, massively influential, you know, and uh, and he's he's the creator of so many incredibly iconic storylines and runs um you know all, like just uh one of the things i love the most um uh that i saw on twitter you know kind of being being retweeted mm -hmm. um are all these pictures of his interactions with his fans um yeah. which some of that was just great it's like honestly like it you know even though it's been such sad news it put like a big smile on my face to see all these pictures of him doing that death of superman or, or death of supergirl pose uh, <laughs> which just cracked me up so much like you know it's him holding like a cosplayer who's dressed as supergirl then like some uh you know uh cosplayer dressed as supergirl holding him you know in the pose like it's it's hilariously right. funny if you happen to you know and but he's notorious for being incredibly kind and incredibly interactive with his fans yeah you know that's that's a, you know a thing that that um you know i've always heard about him and you know that people always say about him is how much he loves his fans um and how will you know how willing he is to you know kind of go above and beyond uh you know at conventions things like that um you know which just tells you a lot about his character um and yeah uh you know it will be uh it will be a great loss mm. Yeah, and I think it's one we'll really feel for a long time. Like, you know, when, when Stan Lee died and, and, you know, it's it's just one of those... I mean, I'm sure comics did not give George Perez cancer, but I think that there's something about artistic, I don't know, obsession and hard work that I think takes its toll on people's bodies. And I, I, you do see a lot of artists, you know, they go too soon. Um, I, I'm not saying there's a connection between the two. I'm just saying that I wish that the industry would kind of do more to 
help and provide for the people that build it. I That's, agree with that. I mean, yeah. You know, and without, and again, I'm not saying it angrily. I'm not going, oh, DC, you didn't do this. Marvel, you didn't do this. You know, whatever. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, that there is something about that work that takes a physical toll. Definitely. It and definitely does. I, I, I would, I would, uh, I don't know if it's kind of the intensity of deadlines or this or that or, you know, the, it's physically grueling. Like, yeah. you know, being an artist is, is physically quite, you know, yeah. uh, punishing. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, I hope that the industry kind of wakes up to and maybe starts to do more for, uh, one thing that someone was talking about was, um, and it was a comics creator, I believe was saying, Hey, okay. Marvel and DC, can you bury the hatchet and reissue JLA Avengers? And which is written by Kurt Busiak, um, one of the masters of comics, as far as I'm concerned. And drawn by by george perez and you know surely the the reissues of that would um give his family a nice sort of nest egg uh, and, and and you know i actually would like to see a sort of george perez library that people could buy and 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 maybe you know where there's a bit more of a profit split for his family and and you know they only need to do it once like one run of stuff to to kind of help them out and and, and give them a bit more to, to kind of function with. I, I hope that they'll they'll kind of do that. But who knows? I, I don't know. Um yeah, I, I like just, just one of the artists the um saying really wonderful things about George Perez before mm. um this news even broke. Uh, was Phil Jimenez. And um, there is one more book I wanted to mention before we oh, yeah, wrap up the show. Um, because George Perry is one of, you know, one of his most famous uh, runs of comics and one of the most influential is his Wonder Woman run. And we did um, briefly touch on this book a few, a couple of weeks back before the break. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Liz. Um, well, uh, Phil Jimenez uh, is a huge Wonder Woman fan and a huge George Perez fan and um he came out on Twitter um just as Wonder Woman Historia was coming out which mm. was last week not this week but I still want to mention it because we didn't get to yeah. do the show last week um and it uh he he gave all the credit you know basically he said this book wouldn't you know exist in the way that it does without the work of George Perez mm. um and you know gave this really you know lovely tweet um about how inspired he had been by George Perez's Wonder Woman work, um, going into the creation of Wonder Woman, uh, Historia, the Amazons, um, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick, um, yeah. with, you know, art obviously by Phil Jimenez. I honestly think this is one of the most beautiful books I've ever looked at. Yeah. Um, I, I, it I is don't, staggeringly gorgeous. I, I don't think I've seen something as dense visually in a long time. Um, Especially now that a lot of art lends towards decompression uh, and a lot of storytelling lends towards decompression. This is not a decompressed book. This is a, an intense kind of experience. Um, it, the level of detail is just like mind boggling. Mm. Um, you know, it is uh, just, you know, I like I, I've always loved Phil Yeoman as, as an artist. I, you know, I think he does great work. I, I you know, I'm a huge fan. Um, but this is like, you know, probably... I, I, I think I mean, this might. I mean, I think he's completely outdone himself. You yeah. Know? So, and I, I think so. Phil does a lot of books. He uh, he seems like a lovely guy. I only know him from online, brief, very brief online exchanges. Um, <clears throat> you know, we when we did the interview with Kelly Sue a few weeks back, when I did the interview with Kelly Sue. Uh, which is still on there, and a lot of people are looking at it. Please go look at that interview because um, that interview went to unexpected places for me. And, and you know, we went kind of on safari and <laughs> we went all over the place. And at one point, Kelly reads from the book, uh, it, it's, it's wonderful. Um, so he has been very forthcoming with his praise for Kelly Sue. 
you know, anytime I tweet that interview, he retweets it, which is really kind of him. Um, the the this book was originally solicited, and I, I didn't know this at the time with the first run of Black Label stuff. So ah. it was supposed to be Batman Damned, this and something. Wow. Um, it took three years for him to finish because the art was so intense, and also then towards the end there were publishing delays, COVID delays, shipping delays. Um, but he, uh, my understanding is that he was supposed to be doing all three issues of the first volume because there's supposed to be like three volumes in in total, nine books. Um, but because of the intensity of what he's doing, <laughs> uh, it, that's changed up. So it's now going to be George Hart, uh, sorry, um, Gene Hart on the second book, who also is a terrific guy. You remember we met him at Portsmouth? He, oh, yeah, he was, he was lovely. lovely. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it's then going to be, excitingly, uh, Nicholas Scott on book three, oh, who wow. is someone I've, I really wanted to see to return to kind of Wonder Woman uh, for a long time uh, and is herself a complete you know, master artist, I, I feel. I, yeah. I, like, I think she's her rebirth, fantastic. Wonder yeah. Woman stuff, yeah. And she's a Wonder Woman fan as well. Like, I, I believe right. when she was younger, she used to cosplay as Wonder Woman a lot. And uh, Oh, wow. You know, um, I'd love to talk to her at some stage, and, and Jean, in fact. But, yeah, like, do, do and take Phil Yemenes. And Phil Yemenes. Oh, Phil Yemenes. I'm not sure he'll come out. Like, he, he's clearly very, very busy. <laughs> so is he, what, is he going to be doing future issues on... I don't know. Like, I don't know if he'll go back to monthly books after this. Um, again, I, I like the, the, the amount of energy and time this must have taken. Is I mean, um, it, it, like, it was worth every minute of the three years. I mean, you know, yeah. it's absolutely gorgeous. It is like, it, you know what it reminds me of a bit is like kind of some of that 90s vertigo, um, you know, mm. where you know, artists like uh, Dave McKean and, you know, like, like people would do just experimental things. Um, yeah. It looks more like fine art, you know, in a way, uh, you know, than comics art. Mm. Um, I mean, there's, there's one, uh, there's a, a double page spread in this of, of all these urns and each one of those urns has a different illustration and is telling a different story on it. It uh, is wild. The level you know, of detail. Yeah. Um, it's extremely ornate and complex, and I—I I mean, the coloring is yeah. like just so beautiful too. I mean, like, um, did he do his own color? I have no. I, oh I, no, I, so it's high. So he actually took three colorists for this. So Hi-Fi, uh, Arif Prianto, and um, uh, Romulo Fajardo Jr. Um, Clayton Cowles is the letterer, by the way. Um, uh, like just it'll blow you away and the thing is guys i like when you get it if you get it take the time to like don't bother reading other comics <laughs> just yeah just sit with that you know i'm <laughs> um, honestly because i'm not a wonder woman reader really I, you know i uh, i i dip in and out but like you know uh probably even less than you know as i earlier said I, oh i'm not much of a superman reader i'm less of a wonder woman reader than yeah. that um however you don't need to be a Wonder Woman reader to read this. Really, what it's getting into is a lot of like Greek mythology stuff. Yeah, you know, um, mm. that you may or may not have a, an inkling of of some of that already. Um, you know, and obviously it does. You know, the Wonder Woman mythos is very important to it. Of uh, you know, as well, obviously, but um, you can follow it without having ever read a Wonder Woman comic, and you will. Yeah, have a very satisfying, I think, um, experience doing so. I, you know, I thought this was um, great work on Kelly Sue's part, um, incredible work on Phil Jimenez's part, um, you know, just a really, really great, um, you know, sort of installment into uh, the Wonder Woman uh, canon and body of work. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if, even if you're not a Wonder Woman reader, pick it up anyway. Uh, I can, you know, say that firsthand. Definitely, definitely. So we've got 50 seconds and we're dead on an hour. Um, oh, wow. So do uh, take a look at everything on the Comic Crush right now. There's loads of stuff, loads of articles coming this week, I hope, uh, depending on my workload. <laughs> it's intense as always. 
especially towards the end of the year. It got busier, not not easier. I wish it got easier. Uh, on in terms of videos on this channel, you can find a uh, really good chat with me and Keith uh, about um, Superman and Lois, which I really enjoyed doing. And it's been quite popular with you guys, so I'm really pleased to see that. It's a great series on BBC iPlayer. You should you should check it all out now. Um, you can also find our Hawkeye um, reaction show, which is going on right now. Uh, we're recording another episode of that straight after this, which will be out Friday. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying that. I'd really love more of you to, to kind of check it out because we have a lot of fun on that show. And... Um, yeah, I, I just love love more of you to check it out. Please, please do give it a look. If you're watching this and you enjoy us on this, go, go check that out. Uh, but of course, it is very spoilerific. The Superman chat is not a spoiler chat. We managed somehow, I don't know how we did it, to, uh, <laughs> to not do spoilers for the Superman chat. So do give that a look. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in as always, guys. Thank you to everyone listening on the podcast uh, it's lovely to see that more of you are tuning in on the podcast. The numbers are going up there, and I'm, I'm really happy with that. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to listen or watch us. Uh, Liz is thrilled with it, as you can probably tell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's been fun. I mean, obviously not for me because I have to work with Liz. But, uh, <laughs> it's been a joy I had, for, I had you, to get, for you. I had to get one in this week, Liz. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, I went for a drink with Keith the other night. We went out to see a movie. And he went, oh, you give Liz such a hard time on the podcast. And I went, are you kidding me? You don't know what I have to put up with off air. <laughs> <laughs> I am charm personified. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, genuinely, guys, <laughs> you, you don't know why I have to put up with a fair. Um, but he was really afraid. I, I do just want to say that when you see me say say mean crap to Liz, it's just for fun. Like this is just how we talk to each other, uh, and we've been doing this for about a decade. None of it is serious. None of it is serious. You know, I, I it's our repartee. Really... It's our repartee. Um, yeah, uh, and I always love doing these podcasts, Liz. Not as much as I love doing them with other people, of course. But hey, <laughs> you can't have everything. Ah, <laughs> oh, I'm your favorite, really. Oh, <laughs> uh, in uh, that that will be in, in inverted commas, right? I mean, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Bye, Liz. It's been fun. <laughs> See you guys. Um, thanks for watching.